Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Death, like taxes, is part of life. It's going to happen to us all, unless Jesus returns and puts an end to sin and suffering. But there are things we need to know about this mysterious condition called death that we all face. Many people are asking, hey, Dr. Jennings, what happens when we die? Here to provide some guidance straight from the Bible is Dr. Jennings via Skype. Dr. Jennings, fill us in. This is a really interesting question, and it's been, of course, debated for millennia. All types of theories and hypotheses and superstitions, and even in Christianity, there's a lot of, let's say, different views back and forth on this. I like to do an evidence-based approach that integrates biblical truth with how we understand reality to work to come up with the the best understanding of these things. And, And it always starts with diagnosing what's going on first. So in order to understand what happens to man when human beings die, we have to understand the nature of humanity. And according to scripture, that human beings have three parts, three integrated parts that make up the whole. This has historically been difficult for people to get their mind around, and historically people have thought these three different parts operate independently of each other, but in reality they don't. They all work integrated and only function when they're all together. And with our modern information science, I'm going to use the computer analogy and help you see how the Bible was teaching this thousands of years ahead of our scientific ability to appreciate what it was teaching and gives insight as to why the Christian understanding of this is actually much more accurate than, say, the Eastern Hindu or Buddhist understanding of these things. Okay, good. Okay? And so the Bible says that, uh, and this is out of 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace himself make you completely holy in your spirit, soul, and body. Mm. Three parts. We have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body. And we want to break those down. We're going to use the computer metaphor or analogy for this. The body in the Greek, the word for that is soma. I don't know if you've ever heard of psychosomatic illnesses. Yes, it simply yes, yes. means the physical structure. So any physical part of you, the tissues, the flesh, including the brain we can touch, this would be part of the body. This is what God made Adam out of when he took the dirt of the earth and constructed it into a body. And this is what happens when we die. The body turns back to dirt. It's mm-hmm. the physical substance. This would be analogous to the computer's hardware. And hardware is the machine, the keyboard, the hard drive, the screen. That's the hardware. But we also have a soul. And the Greek word for soul is psyche, from where we get psychiatry Mm -hmm. and psychology. And it means your unique person, individuality, identity, analogous to the computer's software. And if you think about your computer, you might have a machine exactly like a million other people who bought the exact same machine, but your machine, your computer is not their computer. You wouldn't exchange your computer for their computer at all because your computer has unique software because, while it may have some basic things like the basic operating system, it has unique pictures, unique Word documents, unique 
PowerPoint programs, unique movies, home movies and videos. All that is part of the software, which makes your computer yours and nobody else's. And you wouldn't change it with somebody else's. That's the psyche. That's the software. Mm -hmm. And then we are also body, soul, spirit. The Greek word for spirit is pneuma, from where we get pneumonia or pneumatic. And it simply means wind or breath, as in breath of life. And God breathed into Adam the breath of life, the wind, the spirit, the pneuma, and he became a living being. This would be analogous to the computer's energy, electricity. And so think about your computer for it to function, to operate. It requires all three, hardware, software, and electricity. If you have any two of those three, I've got electricity and software, but no machine. Okay, no, I got my <laughs> machine and software, no electricity. Uh, you can separate those three elements, and we can do that. Yeah. But you don't have three separate functioning elements. When the human being is separated into the body, the software, the psyche, and the panuma, the energy, no longer is that human being functioning. Now, let's keep going with our analogy. When your computer runs out of power, Unplugged, battery, quote, dies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happens? What state does the computer go into? It goes into sleep Sleep, mode. How does the Bible describe actually those who die? Wow, sleeping, sleeping. They sleep. Jesus said repeatedly that the little girl who had died, they were having, she is not dead, she's asleep. And they laughed at him. Uh, Lazarus is asleep. I'm going to go wake him up. Everywhere through Old New Testament describes this thing we call death as a sleep. One of the great reformers, Martin Luther, actually wrote, this is a quote from Luther, it is enough for us to know that souls do not leave their bodies to be threatened by the torments and punishments of hell, but enter a prepared bedchamber in which they sleep in peace. Mm. So when our computers run out of power, they go into a sleep mode. When your computer's in sleep mode, is it destroyed? No, no, it's no, not. No, it's there. It's yeah. just not operating. It's not operating Likewise, no. when people, quote, die and go to sleep in death, they're not destroyed. Now, get your mind on what I'm about to say, Charles. What happens if your computer is backed up on the cloud? Oh, my. Yes, yes. Okay? Yes. If your computer is backed up on the cloud and somebody grabs your machine and threatens to destroy your machine, is your primary concern with the machine, or is your primary concern with the data that's on the cloud? The data that's on the cloud. And so you might say, you can destroy the machine. I don't care. I'll get a new machine and download. So Jesus, this is Jesus in Matthew 10, 28. Don't be afraid of those who can kill the body, machine, but cannot kill the soul, the psyche, the software. You see? Mm -hmm. We don't live in fear of just this body. Our concern is with our identity, our individuality, our soul, our psyche. So what happens when we die? Well, according to Scripture, the body, the soma, the hardware, the machine disintegrates and turns back to dust. Genesis 3.19, Psalms 44.25, Ecclesiastes 3.20, turns back to dust. Right. The spirit, the pneuma, that life energy, the breath of life, returns to God who gave it, Ecclesiastes 12.7. But what about the soul, the psyche, the software, the individuality? According to Paul, absent from the body, present with the Lord, our individuality is safe with Christ in heaven, stored 
on the Lamb's book of life, the heavenly servers, or the cloud. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 through 8. But what state is it in? It's disconnected from the body. There's no breath of life. It's stored on the cloud server, waiting for download. The person sleeps, waiting to be downloaded into their new hardware. So putting this together, notice what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that, notice what he says, God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So Jesus is coming back. Those who have fallen asleep are coming back with Jesus from heaven, but they're in a state of sleep. That's who he's bringing. They're, they're sleeping. Yeah. The Lord himself will come down from heaven, the loud command, the voice of the archangel, the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we which are alive will be caught up together with them in the air. Notice, in one passage, Paul describes the sleeping saints coming down from heaven with Christ, but also coming up out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do we understand that? Because we are three parts. When we die, the body disintegrates, the breath of life energy returns to God, the soul is stored on the Lamb's book of life, sleeping, waiting, and when Christ returns, he brings them with him, creates new upgrades. Guess what? We get, Charles, an upgraded hardware. I'm so happy I get an upgrade. Amen. Amen. And the Lord downloads our individuality, our unique personhood, safe and secure, downloaded into a new hardware, and we live again. And this is where the Bible is so far ahead of the Eastern religions. Yes. The Eastern religions teach that energy and individuality are merged, and that because energy is neither created nor destroyed but conserved, therefore, when we die, the energy, like electricity, that was used in our body is reused in some other body, and we reincarnate and we live again because they merge your unique individuality with the energy. But the Bible and Jesus did not teach that. They taught life energy, breath of life, is separate from the machine, the hardware, which is also separate from the software, your unique identity. And thus, while the life energy returns to God who gave it, your unique software is stored in the Lamb's Book of Life to be downloaded into a new body at the second coming of Jesus, and we will all live again. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that is beyond beautiful, because, you know, I've lost my mom and my dad both, and the thought, Dr. Jennings, that they are stored in God's cloud. Not only are they stored, their personality, but their memories. Their love for me is stored there. Their recognition of me is stored there. Yeah, so take the computer analogy. You have a computer. Its battery died. It stopped working 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And today you power it up for the first time. Where does it pick up? Right where it left off. Right where it left yes, off. no new date has been added. Nope. Nothing's been lost. Okay, It is picking up right where it left off, and that's where the people who have died in Christ, they pick up right where they left off. It's beautiful. Well, listener, I hope that you are listening to this carefully, and this is Bible-based, and this is a way of looking at death 
that it's sad, yes. Grieve, yes. I, I think Dr. Jennings would be the first to say, yes, you, we need to grieve those that are gone. Let me inter- interject this as well. Understand that this death that I just described is not the wages of sin death. Right, right. This is an art, really, it's an artificial state that God's grace has permitted to limit the suffering of sin while God heals all who will allow him. Mm. You see, our loved ones who had terrible cancer yeah. are no longer suffering. That's right. They're not hurting. People can be abused by the the savage, but only for a limited time until the body dies, and then they're beyond harm, beyond sin, beyond temptation, beyond torment. They're safe and secure with Christ. This is an intermediate state while the plan of salvation is worked out so Christ can save all that he can and then raise them to have eternal life with him in a world with no pain and suffering. Oh, I tell you what, there's a lot of hope in what you said today, Dr. Jennings. I was just looking through my list here of resources you have available for our listeners at comeandreason.com, and I know in what I've read that this information that you just gave is available in these resources. The God-shaped brain, the God-shaped heart, could it be this simple? All of these have elements of what you just said, and it's all very hopeful. And that's got to make you feel pretty good, Dr. Jennings, as a psychiatrist, to give that kind of hope to people. That's exactly right. And this is what we want people to stop living based off of fear or superstition. And you notice what we did here. We integrated Bible truth with modern science understanding to come to a very cohesive and powerful reality that we can have great confidence in that is better than anything out there and any other religion of the world. Because it seems to be the in thing today to either throw away science or throw away Bible, but you're combining the two of them. That's kind of unique, Dr. Jennings. And that's what, when you understand God as creator, all science ultimately rightly understood harmonizes perfectly with scripture when scripture is rightly understood. Comeandreason.com is the website, listener. And I have a little secret for you I'll share with you. That Dr. Jennings is... I don't know why he does this, but he gives things away from his website on a regular basis. You want to check that out. You can get things with no cost whatsoever. You just request them and they show up and you can praise God for what Dr. Jennings has to share with you on those things. Comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, always thank you so much for sharing today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.